Well, Samri, uh, last two days, you know, we've been a lot of places. One of the places we've been is Money, Mississippi, you know, where Emmett Till uh, allegedly whistled at a white woman, you know, and paid for that with his life. And that made me reflect a little bit about the, how he was treated, you know, back in the 50s and how I, growing up in uh, Michigan, with a fair amount of uh, white male privilege, uh, was treated. There was a time when, in college, my fraternity brothers and I decided we needed to fix uh, the basement of our frat house. And so, being enterprising young men, some of the guys went out and found some barnwood, nicely stacked up on the side of the road, and just kind of helped themselves to that, you know, loaded it up and uh, brought it in. We were working in the basement, didn't have enough. So they went back to that same farmer's house, uh, found more barnwood, uh, and just um, appropriated it. Uh, and we're heading back uh, to the frat house. Someone said, hey, you better pull over. I think there's an ambulance coming behind us. So they pulled over. It was the cops. The cops had been alerted by the farmer that someone was uh, stealing his barnwood. You would think you know, stealing $100 worth of bar hundreds of dollars of barnwood, that they would have had some adverse consequences. But no, uh, the farmer decided, since these were college boys from Hope College, which he knew, uh, part of his, you know, larger community, he had respect for the institution, respect for these, you know, young men that were trying to better themselves. He uh, said, no problem. They can have the barnwood. I'm not pressing charges. So that, compared to Emmett Till going to buy, you know, a piece of candy, uh, or Tamir Rice, a lot of people, you know, uh, a little infraction in the social norm, and they end up dead. And my frat brothers didn't even get uh, no adverse sequestration. Amazing. Hello, I'm Samrit Assel with Ron Postman. The place that was really emotionally challenging and heartbreaking for me was being at the Bryant grocery store where Emmett Till allegedly whistled at a white woman. I went to the back of the store to make that connection. I saw the alley under the blue sky, the same blue sky that was above him when he was hanging out with his friends. That's where I would have been. That's where my husband would have been. That's where my friends would have been. We cannot be ourselves. We cannot show our bond, our smile, our emotion to the world that resents our very existence. We cannot give them another reason. We cannot be noticed. It felt good to be in this space where he had his laughter, a bond with the people that cared about him and that he cared about. I pray that Emmett Till, Michael Brown, Tamar Rice, Freddie Gray, and Sandra Bland rest in power, and so many who had lost their lives by the world that resented their existence. I have tried and will continue to let Emmanuel, Jordan, David, Herman, and all the black men and women in my life to stay careful, to be aware, for they live in the world that resents their existence. Don't laugh too loud. Keep your voice down. Turn down the music. Pull your pants up. Take your hoodies off. Yes, they'll roll their eyes and laugh at the fact that I would be constantly worrying about little things. Little do they know how fragile they are. 
Little do they know that they're constantly walking on eggshells for survival. Fix your headlights, pay your tickets, renew your license, pay your tabs. I'm not only worried about the fines, not even jail time, but losing the people, that means the world to me. Why would we lock our car doors, hold our purse tighter, cross to the other side of the road when we see a black man? Why do we have to constantly prove ourselves so we can get by?